Welcome back to the Building Stewards Podcast. My name is Donovan Brooks and I am your host. It has been a little bit, but I am excited to create another episode. Uh, a lot's been happening in my life and that's why it's been a little longer since I published an episode. I have moved back home to work from home for the foreseeable future as we are getting ready to welcome our third kiddo into the world. So it is currently July 22nd and our due date is on Sunday the 25th and so we are down to the wire and so I moved back home to be a little more proximate and that's has challenges of its own having kids at home and trying to be fully present and immersed in my family dynamic here which I've completely loved and I love working from home for that reason it's just hard to stay concentrated and to be productive but that's okay I'm trying to be better about enjoying and taking in the season that I'm in knowing my kids won't be this young forever and life will look different very quick, quicker than I want it to. So I moved back home, we have a baby on the way, and so I've slowed down on the content creation and even working in general. I've just transitioned to just essential type work. I just wanted to give you a heads up and disclosure why it's been a little bit. I haven't stopped doing the podcast and I'm still very much, I very much have a desire to, to put out valuable content for y'all. Anyway, today I wanted to talk a little bit about financial freedom. And really, I've had this information in this episode queued up for a while, really to coincide with 4th of July. But again, life has happened. But really, my, my thought here is we talk a lot about just freedom around the 4th of July and kind of civil liberties and civil freedoms. But as Christians, how do we relate and transfer this to our personal finance journey and our stewardship journey? And so automatically, my mind went to financial freedom. How can we strive for financial freedom? And what does financial freedom actually mean? So I bet if you ask 100 different people, they're going to say something very different about what financial freedom means to them. And that's okay. That's okay. I think it's great to ask that question just to see where everyone's at. But when I started to think about this question, what is financial freedom? Obviously, I think the first thing we need to tie it in is to our faith, right? When we go back and realize that God has created everything in the heavens and the earth. He's created us, everything on the earth. So we have to realize that we are just stewards, right? We're stewarding what he's um, allowed us to have. And so I think everything needs to be filtered through that lens for us to have a proper perspective, what financial freedom means. And then stepping back and realizing that Jesus came, that we may have abundant life, that we may have a right relationship with the Father, that there would be restoration within us from our fallen sinful nature. Not to say that we won't ever sin again. We will sin again, unfortunately. But Jesus came so that we may taste that freedom and be a part of um, God's family for now and eternity. And so I think we need to grasp those concepts of our faith walk and our faith journey when we apply to financial freedom. And so when I think about financial freedom, I think that we are doing the things that are God-honoring, that are propelling us forward in our stewardship journey, that are allowing us to strive for the most important things in life. That means investing um, in our faith and our time with Christ. That means investing and spending time in quality relationships. So things of that sort. So when we look at the opposite of freedom, I think of bondage, I think of servitude, slavery, 
And when we take that and copy that into the financial realm, things like debt, things that are going to cause anxiety, things that are going to pull us away from those important things, our, our faith walk, our relationship with God, not that he's going anywhere, but we're going anywhere. We're losing perspective. We're losing sight. We are thinking on the more transient things because that lack of freedom. So anyway, I, I think it's important to really balance that question and really look at freedom versus slavery in a financial sense. And so I spent some time thinking about this and it really comes back to the biblical principles that I've really spent a lot of time talking on that I learned in my Kingdom Advisor material and from people that are way wiser than me. And those principles are living beneath your means. And I harp on that because really we can't hope to do anything within our personal finances if we don't live beneath our means. There's just nothing left over. And honestly, if we're living at our means or above our means, that is telling, that is evidence that there might be a lack of contentment, a lack of gratitude. There may be signs of we've overextended ourselves in many areas. So living beneath our means is a great way to strive for financial freedom and to allow us to do the other things well within our stewardship journey. The second one is avoiding the use of debt. Again, this is probably one of the bigger things where we associate with freedom or lack of freedom. People that have a huge debt burden in their life, you look at their continents, you look at just how they live their life and the feelings that they're feeling, the anxiety, being overwhelmed, that's not freedom. That is, and being enslaved, that is bondage. And so debt, I've talked to my content, isn't sinful in itself, but it puts us in a precarious position. It limits what we're able to do. It hinders a lot of our relationships, even with other people or even with the Father, because we're so focused <laughs> and so consumed and debilitated by our debt. So avoiding the use of debt when we can and minimizing the use of debt when we can. The goal is to move towards living a debt-free lifestyle. Third one is building margin and saving. Again, building in that cushion should anything happen. That's the margin. We need to have that margin. It's healthy. Can it be excessive? It can be excessive and so can saving. So we need to be mindful of that and being able to do it in a, a healthy way and evaluating it on an occasional basis to make sure it's not becoming unhealthy. That saving component is near term, it's intermediate and long term. So the three different levels of saving. Fourth one is setting long term goals. You may have heard me talk in the past. You've, there's a lot of great quotes out there that come into play when we look at setting goals and setting targets. It's important because if not, we just meander aimlessly and we'll hit nothing. So I think there's one quote out there by Zig Ziglar. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. I like one of the quotes from the Patriot, the movie, The Patriot, when he is with his sons and they're ambushing the Redcoats. He says, aim small, miss small. And the rationale behind that is pick a target, a very precise target that you can aim at. Not only is it going to give you direction and something to progress towards, but if you happen to miss it, you're aiming so precisely, even if you do miss it, you're missing it by a small amount. You're not just broadly aiming in which you have a very small chance of hitting your target. So anyway, a couple thoughts there. And then the last one is just giving generously and faithfully. Again, this is where it gets fun within our personal finances when we can get to a place where we're giving generously and we're doing it joyfully. And we're doing it faithfully. I think you can give generously and not do it faithfully. You can do it out of obligation. And that is the wrong state of heart to approach giving. So we want to get to a place where we're giving generously and joyfully and faithfully. And those are just powerful words. And I can't think of a better way to align financial freedom, but like that last part of giving and just realizing and not being 
a servant to your money, it not having mastery over you. So again, you've probably heard that giving breaks the power of money. I, that's one of the things, most profound things I've heard, and it's so true. If you hold your resources in an open hand and you're able to give that, your money doesn't have your, that power over you if, if that's the, the posture that you have when it comes to your money. Giving generously, faithfully is the kind of that last one that I think is a really great thing to have us progress towards that financial freedom. So anyway, this whole thing was emphasizing and tying into our stewardship journey. It's really the core. If we're doing all these things right, if we're being faithful in what we've been entrusted, if we are relying on the Father, if we're acknowledging that He owns it all, these are core tenets of our stewardship journey, and we should have the fruit that is financial freedom. That doesn't mean that we don't get financial freedom until we're fully debt-free. A lot of us have mortgages and we'll be paying that off for years to come, but you'll know. You'll know if you have financial freedom in your life. The consequences are you don't have anxiety. It's not debilitating. You don't worry. You feel confident in, in the plan that you've had created. So a lot of that, just maybe for you to step back and do an assessment. How financially free do you feel across that of the wide array of topics that I covered from the biblical principles to how it incorporates with your faith? How do you feel when it comes to your finances? What are the emotions? What are the feelings that are surfacing? Or maybe you're maybe you're keeping those tucked away. But be honest with yourself. Have an honest conversation with someone you trust about how does financial freedom tie into your life and how would you rate and assess your financial freedom? Anyway, I wanted to do a short blurb on that because we just had 4th of July and we always talk about freedom this, freedom that. But as Christians, and this is a personal finance podcast about our faith, and stewardship, how does financial freedom tie into that? And that was one thing that I was thinking about for all of us to evaluate within our lives. So anyway, I'll have some information in the show notes, www.buildingstewardspodcast.com backslash blog backslash 25. This is the 25th episode. That's crazy. I'm a 25% of the way to, to 100. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate everyone that's reached out to me or asked questions or engaged me in some way. I absolutely love that. I love to hear back from my listeners, so don't hesitate to do that. Um, if I can do anything for you, let me know. And hopefully the next episode, I'm on the other side of being a family of four to being a family of five. So again, have a great rest of your week in July. And until next time, the best is yet to come. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Because it is general in nature, it does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a financial decision. This podcast is not engaged in legal, financial, or other professional services.